Welcome to the Sport Mind podcast series, where I sit down with world-leading guests and unlock the secrets to mental strength in sports. Today, before you dive into the episode, I have something special for all listeners. Are you struggling with self-doubt, overwhelmed by performance anxiety, battling inconsistency, or facing fear of failure in your sport? Are you looking to overcome these obstacles and conquer the mental game? Well, I've got just the toolkit for you. An ebook I wrote called Overcoming the Top 10 Mental Obstacles in Sport, which you can get today completely free of charge. This comprehensive ebook is a treasure trove of practical and actionable strategies tailored for athletes who want to unblock the most common mental obstacles. Each chapter offers digestible advice, providing immediate tools you can apply to enhance your mental game. Readers have been raving about the insights and the transformations they've experienced with this guide. Teresa from California emailed recently saying, your guide is brilliantly helpful. I've just been getting into it and I'm truly excited to use it to help with the obstacles I face regularly. I wrote this ebook to be concise, punchy, and most importantly, practical for immediate application. And the best part, it's completely free, a token of your commitment to your mental and athletic growth. So click on the link in the show notes right now to grab your copy of Overcoming the Top 10 Mental Obstacles in Sport, or simply visit the SportMind Hub by Googling SportMind Hub. Equip yourself today with the knowledge and tools to face those mental challenges head on. Now, let's jump into today's episode and get ready to elevate your mental game to the next level. Okay, Bart, so we're, we're sitting here talking about a another big topic in our toolkit, the success toolkits and all of these things that we want to bring across to any athlete, amateur, pro, and anyone who's sporty or not sporty. And we talked quite a lot about it in the last episode, which was linked to mental toughness. But now we're going to really dive into the concept of motivation. And, and I feel there's there's such a close overlap between these two things. But yeah, listen, uh, there, there, there's, again, multiple different, you know, books and apps and theories on motivation and, you know, kind of how to um, what's the word, um, you know, hijack the brain or, or hack, that's it, like hack the brain for motivation. And all of that's a little bit fluffy. So hopefully we can get into some really good tools here. So I'm going to hand it across to you. Motivation, what's, uh, what's on your mind with this? Yeah, I mean, motivation is, is a great topic because if you if you talk about junior junior sports or like juniors performing sports, the parents are always complaining about motivation, like how do I get my, my kid more motivated, etc. So, and so I get I feel like it's a, it's a topic we could talk about for days. Um, so I'm very I'm very keen on on talking about it. Uh, for me, from my own experience with working with athletes or also with myself, I for me external motivation only works to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. So it, that like internal motivation, so the, the 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 willingness, the passion that you have for a certain sports or for a certain activity, is the only driver that's going to keep you going in the long run. Especially if we talk about, I want to be a professional athlete. They always say like you need at least ten thousand hours of training to get like to a, a decent level. Well, you're never going to do the ten thousand hours unless there's an internal motivation behind some smaller external goals as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and the little um, setting I've been trying to, uh, I suppose, toggle or, or play around with. And, you know, the idea when, when if you're working with an athlete and they are struggling with motivation or even confidence might come into this a little bit, um, the child's mind, you know, get back to the mind that that you started the sport with. Like when you entered the sport or whatever you were doing that you, you're now doing seriously, it wasn't that serious at the beginning, was it? And the motivation was probably really, really high. And I, I do like to try to remind people of the child's mind. Um, what do you, what do you think of that as in your setting? 
Yeah, definitely. I, I, I mean, I tell my players all the time, like, hey, uh, when you were six years old and you started playing squash or you started playing soccer, that there must be like, you must have liked it. Um, so, so, so I, yes, definitely. This comes across my conversations all the time. Mm. Uh, for me, there's, there's still one step uh, before that in a sense that people or athletes or amateurs as well, they think they need to be motivated all the time. So when they're not motivated or when they're having a bad, a bad day, a bad week, um, I think the biggest problem is that they're, they're making a problem out of it. So they're saying, oh, I'm not motivated. Shit, I'm, I'm, a, bad, I'm a bad athlete now. I'm not a professional. I should be motivated, et cetera. So they're making an, another problem out of the fact that they're not motivated. Mm. Um, and I think the first thing is to remind them of that it's that it's okay not to be motivated for once in a while. I mean, that that's not a problem. So that already takes like kind of the the tension or like the problem, the sting out of it basically. And then oh oh, oh so so I can can be on the couch for for a whole day. Yeah, sure, just go for it. And then wh what I'm what I'm trying to say is that maybe I'm getting a bit ahead of of things, but um, it makes them also discover that if they're allowed to be lazy for one to three days, they're gonna actually miss their sports again. And then they're gonna realize, oh yeah, they're I'm I'm missing my sports. So. Yes, maybe I'm I'm playing uh, soccer to become world champion one day, but hey, e even if I'm not pursuing this goal, uh, after not playing soccer for two days, I, I want to get back on that pitch and do and do my stuff. So, mm, totally. so that's why I feel like being lazy once in a while is great. It mm. It's it's such an interesting thing because that 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 word professional or not even professional sometimes with the amateur athletes that are taking it seriously yeah there's this again a stigma of going right I'm professional so I've labeled myself or I've labeled myself I'm serious in the sport I'm doing right whether it's you know basketball at your local club and you're an amateur but then all of a sudden there's this 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 added layer of importance that goes on top of it's important already right that's probably all we need to say this is important and then it's going oh now I'm a professional now I'm like serious of this and it's important and that's where the yeah the, the motivation or the intrinsic drivers the the internal side of the doing the thing for you know, whether it's learning a skill or getting slightly better at something, that's where it becomes a bit skewed, doesn't it? And I, I like that idea of, well, not like the idea, but but I think we need to be aware of those labels. We put the label of the seriousness and then that can really drive motivation in the other direction, can't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, for me, it's also like in our society, uh, top athletes and especially the successful ones are, are, are like, um, are put on a pedestal. Like they're, they're like, kind of almost like half gods basically they they're rich they're on tv they they have all stuff that 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 could make one happy so so that's what i want to be i want to be as good as as lionel messi for example or uh, i want to be as good as rami ashur you know like uh, we want to be this person and then then you automatically create like a label as you mentioned um and I feel like the moment you then say okay I'm going to be a professional now you're placing this big label on yourself and and you're not able to be yourself anymore mm. and then the internal motivation gets completely obscure obscured and you need to be you know you need to be something you're actually not and you're you're getting away from like you said the child's motivation to do the sports in in the first place mm. And I know you talk quite a lot about um, why. I know you like that question, like why, why, why we're you know getting deep into it, and it's brilliant. I think we talked about the four whys in 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 one of the previous episodes. So um, the key question is why. I think that's important for motivation. Like, can you help unpack unpack that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, uh, I think people forget to ask the why question, especially if you're into sports and you're like, okay, now I'm going to be a pro, or 
even if not even like it doesn't even matter if you're a pro or not like if okay now i'm joining the local squash team or now i'm joining the local soccer team as soon as you join the team oh I, i'm in the team now I'm, I'm not the best player in the team i i might i might need to train a bit more because uh yeah i'm, I'm one of the, the worst players of the team and i don't want the team to lose because i'm losing etc et so you see that all this stuff is happening and, and all these things, variables you have to take into account and all the things you need to do. And maybe you shouldn't get that extra beer on Friday night because Saturday is my tennis match. And so there's all these things that, that are keeping you away from, like that are, are distracting you basically. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's very important as a coach or as a mental coach, doesn't really matter, um, to ask your player, hey, stop and pause for a second. Do you still remember why you're doing this? And then obviously they're they're gonna point out all the external reasons as well. But as long as we, like you mentioned before, we make him remember, ah, I just I really love tennis. Even if I lose, it's still a brilliant game, and I'm still gonna watch the match on TV later on because I'm just enjoying it myself. So, so the question is very easy. But I think it's just creating that that moment, creating that that situation where you actually have the time to to answer this question truthfully. That that's that's I think our obligation as coaches. Mm, I like that. And and yeah, the, the the player, you know, people listening to this, whether even involved with business or finance or whatever setting you're in, I think it is. It, it's ask yourself that question, you know, that the, the power of why is is really important. Yes, if you've got a, a mentor or a coach or friend or family to bounce that off, that's great because they can help unpack that with you. But you know what? Yeah, very often it's asking yourself that question, why? And I really like that. But I'm interested to hear about when um when do you think extrinsic motivation can be a good driving force? So, you know, yes, you know, we, we're trying to get the athletes or the players or the business, businessmen, whatever, to kind of go, actually, we need to understand our why. We need to get back to the child's mind. Like, why do we do this in the first place? But I think there's also a setting and a time to go, yeah, but I want to win the world title. I want to, I want to get to that, like the crazy peak of what I'm trying to do. When do you think that might be appropriate to use and, and how should athletes bring that into their mind? I mean, for me, it all it 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 should always be there. You know, if if you if you're gonna, I mean, I always I always like to use Monopoly because it's a, it's a very innocent game where we still slaughter each other. <laughs> but um, very true. When when you play Monopoly, if you don't have the initial intention of winning it, then you know why are we playing it? You know, or if if we play if you're gonna play a, a squash match and you're not using points to like to make someone win, then then the game kind of becomes pretty, at least for me, becomes a bit boring because if there's not going to be a winner, there's not going to be a loser, you know, like where is the, where's the fun, where's the fun in just playing, you know? So, mm -hmm. so I feel like, and in, in, in just by being human, you want to beat somebody. You want to see, am I on this day better than my opponent? So for me, if there's no ex external motivation either, then that's also not going to work. So there has to be I feel like in our society, external motivation is overrated because we see all these, like I said, fan fancy people yep. who, who drive these fancy cars and like are successful and have airtime on TV, etc. But so, but but still, ex external motivation is a necessary good to to get. Like it, it needs to be a nice balance between the two. I feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard this, and and this is the little setting I'm trying to toggle. You know, that external drive and external motivation for the title, the status, the success, and that's a whole topic we can talk about in the future, by the way, because that's a whole dangerous thing for for motivation. But if you're quite far out from your tournament or your competition, say you're like seven, eight, nine weeks out, and you know you need to go on that track session or do that long run or, or basically grind, you know, and if you just need that little bit of extra, I know we talked about mental toughness, about sticking to the plan and doing it. Maybe if someone needs to be just convinced a little bit more, if they if they are just getting that decision fatigue, if they are thinking about, I could kind of skip the session and get away with it, but going. 
but I want to be the world number one. Oh, I've got the world open in seven weeks or whatever their version of that is. It's going, okay, that might just be like a nice little boost of Nas, like in the car, just to give them that little bit of extra. So that's how I like to think about the extrinsic side a little bit further out when there's almost a little bit of doubt creeping into the players' minds. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I feel like nowadays there's a bit too much emphasis on external motivation, but definitely I, I would like my players to put on a picture of, uh, of I don't know, of, of their idol, of their world number one, because when they wake up, they see the guy and they see like, okay, this is this is the reason for me for getting out of bed in the morning. Mm. So, so I definitely use external motivation. I just feel like, yes, people know more than enough about external motivation. I think it's at least in my experience, from for me as a coach, I think nowadays it's for me more important to, to remember to have people remember and focus emphasize the the internal motivation because that kind of get lost nowadays in the in the in the world of getting as many followers and views and money and everything. So so that's why I feel my emphasis is always a bit more on the internal side. But yes, external is is super uh, equally important basically. Mm. And like you said, it's all a balance, isn't it? It's like there's different times to toggle different settings and you pulling levers and going, yeah, listen, let's pull the the intrinsic motivation. We need that little bit of like self-love or self-care just to kind of go actually like, why are we doing this? Which I love. Um, and it would be remiss of me not to ask this question. I think when we talk about motivation, I'm still kind of on the fence or maybe debating it, debating it but goals goal setting you know everyone talks about goal setting there's there's hundreds of books around it and smarter goal setting and all these acronyms um so where does goal setting sit with you in motivation and and how do people to execute their goals that's a whole podcast in itself probably but thoughts on goal setting um for me like I, I think like goals need to be there as I mentioned um personally speaking I always set goals for myself which I feel like I will never be able to achieve them that's something that ignites a fire in me where I feel like, nah, Bart, that's not... Like, for example, my best example is, uh, let's say, two years ago. Is it two years? I think like, around two years ago, I set myself as, an, as, a, as, a, as a goal to do a full Ironman. So, like, uh, that's that's a, like for people who don't know what an Ironman is, it's, it's like a 4K swim. You come out of the water, like it's triathlon, you do a 180K on the bike, and then you do a full marathon. <laughs> And I have yes. never ran, I never ran a marathon before, so I, I I would that would be a great goal by in itself as well. But I wanted to get like a goal where I feel like nah that 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 must that that's insane, you know that can't be possible. So for me, a goal is always something that that triggers me in a sense. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like which is very important that I I want to stress for our listeners is that the goal, whether I achieve the goal or don't achieve the goal, is not going to make me a worse or a better person. So for me, it's more like it's I want this goal because if I don't set the goal of of, of fulfilling this Ironman, I'm not going to train for two years every day. You know that so there needs to be this incentive to do it. But if I wouldn't finish the or if I get, I always give the example of what if you get injured one day before the the full distance triathlon? You train mm -hmm. for two years and then you're injured. You're not able to to get your goal. Are you a loser now? Are you did you did you fail? You know so 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 I feel it need, there needs to be an external goal, but it it sh should never be. It should never be, how do you say it, proof of if you achieve the goal that you're successful. Yeah. So you doing the whole journey, you being able to pull through in all these trainings, that's what makes you successful and not the goal in itself. Uh, well, listen, really well said. I think that's that's a lovely little message for everyone to, to reflect on for a second because, yes, you know, people set these lofty goals 
and and they leave a wake of destruction along the way. They they're not they're not growing themselves as a human being. And you know, I, I use a lot of the analogy of chop wood, carry water. So the quick quote is, you know, the novice asks the master, how do I reach enlightenment? And it could be, it could be world number one, whatever enlightenment is for you. And the master says, chop wood, carry water. So the novice then says, how do I, you know, once I've reached enlightenment, what I need to do? And the master says, chop wood, carry water. And the whole point of like, no matter if you have reached enlightenment or once you've reached it and you're going further than enlightenment, because we need to all live after that point of success, it's about the person you're becoming along the way. It's it's about setting those 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 like mini goals and executing on them and then knowing that yeah i've i've done the best i can with that and i've actually i've i know myself better i've grown myself better and whether i achieve enlightenment or not i'm chopping wood and carrying water that's your version your, your enlightenment mm-hmm. is the iron man your chopping wood carrying water is is obviously you you know growing as a human being and and understanding things more and more at a deeper level um and and have you done your iron man yet yeah, yeah, I did. It was a hor- it was a horrible race. <laughs> Everything went wrong, but I finished. I'm still intending to do another one because I, well of course, done. I wasn't satisfied with result, but definitely I, I made it to the finish line. I thought of quitting at least 25 times. Really? I, cry- I I even cried during my race, but my mental toughness was pretty well, so I stuck to my plan and I I, I got the work done. So yeah, yeah, that was good. Amazing. <laughs> well done. That's really cool. And 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 yeah, well, it, it sounds like I know we spoke about this um offline about yeah the frustrations of the race day and all that stuff. But sounds like you've got your your goal to get get on with, which is. So when you're working with athletes, um, you know, if we get a bit more specific about goal setting, how this is linked to motivation, um, are you are you like writing these goals down on like a daily, weekly process? Are you do you have like big images on the wall of them? How would you help people if we're talking in the regard of motivation, goal setting? Any tools or tips on that? Yeah, I mean, I think like like I said, in daily society, goals are so important. We want to achieve things. We want to be successful. That. <clears throat> yes, if you need to have some motivators, you can write them down and put them on your wall. But in general, people keep them in their mind so close anyway that I don't feel the need of writing them down anymore. Um, for me, it, it, the funny thing about goals for me is like they always they always do their job in a sense that... So for me, a, a goal is very important because they always do their job in a sense that um, whether I achieve it or I don't achieve it, it always, um, it always hits me in the face. So... If I don't achieve it, I can have like I'm gonna be uh, disappointed. I'm gonna be uh, not happy with myself, which leads me to the conversation. Hey, okay, so you're only gonna be happy with yourself if you succeed, and then we have can have some great self reflection on that. Mm-hmm. And the same thing counts for if you achieve your goal. Like if you achieve your goal, you're gonna be happy for one day, two days. Like with my Iron Man, I'm gonna be happy for one one day, two days, three days, and then suddenly I realize, hey shit, I'm still the same person I was before. So, oh, so this actually this goal, this this carrot, you know, the carrot and the stick, yep. this carrot that I've put in, my, in front of my nose for two years actually doesn't make me better, more special, more successful, more, love, more loved or anything. Mm. And then, yeah, then we have a conversation about that. Like, okay, so, so you actually thought this was going to make, like you, there's, a, there's a realization process in there, like, like, you, like you mentioned with the, uh, what was it? Water carry chop wood, wood? Chop, chop wood, carry chop water. Wood, yeah, yeah mm. exactly. So the realization like, ah, okay, so I still need, I'm, I'm still the same person in the end. Exactly. Yeah. And and as we know, life is marching forward at a crazy pace, isn't it? You know, once you once you reach that that mecca, the thing that you've always wanted to do, does does life just stop in that moment? You know, of course not. You know, does it does everything now all of a sudden go, that's it, people, I'm clocking out. And as we know, that's not the case. And you know, you've heard, I've heard from multiple athletes, world-class athletes at the top. 
you know, Andre Agassi, a very famous quote where he says, you know, it went, went like when he reached world number one, he thought his whole life would work itself out, but he ended up spiraling even worse than before because he had not taken care of 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 himself along the way. You know, he was so focused on that end goal that, you know, yes, he was motivated by that, but he probably wasn't taking care of those little daily, but getting 1% better each day, which I think is quite an interesting debate in itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So th that's why I say like every goal, whether you achieve it or not, has its purpose for you as a person. So if you achieve it, great. And we'll have a talk in a few days. If you don't achieve it, we'll have the talk right away. You know, so so it, it, for me, it, it always works. Mm, love it. So yeah, listen, Bart, I know motivation, great topic. We've gone down a few deep little rabbit holes here. Um, as always, I want to kind of put it back on you to talk about maybe a bit of a summary, the little quick final messages for any of the listeners that are going, right, motivation, we, we've tuned in. What can they take away from this? Uh, I think for me personally, it's like what I realized that there's a lot of people who when they're young or when they're older, doesn't really matter, set goals and feel like the goal the goal is holy and I need to achieve this goal. But I, I can already spoil spoil the film, the movie for you a bit. Like if there's not a true internal motivation or a passion behind the goal you've set, first of all, you're not going to achieve it and you're going to be very disappointed in the end. So I think before setting goals, always be very, very open and honest with yourself. Why am I doing this goal? Um yeah, and if it's not working out, then that's great as well because then you get the feedback you might need as as a as a human being that yeah for you at that point in your life basically.